Do you feel that in a time when we are more connected than ever, we are drifting away from real human connections, especially to ourselves? I do. Hi, I'm Leticia Latino, and I want to invite you to join me and my very inspiring guests in exploring ways to reconnect to your essence, to your definite purpose, to what makes you tick. Are you ready? Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to a new episode of Back to Basics, Reconnecting to the Essence of You. I have CEO and board member of Celsius Energy Drink with me today, John Fieldley. Hello, John. How are you doing? Excellent. Glad to be here. Well, I'm very, very excited. I think if we need something these days, it's uh, energy drinks and things to keep us upbeat and with a smile on our face. So thanks for being here. Absolutely. Yes, we can all use more energy. That's for sure. Exactly. So, um, John, you're in Tampa. I know that. But, you know, we always start the show like uh, asking a little bit of the background. Are you originally from Tampa or are you from somewhere else? Yeah, no, I've, uh, I was up. Up in upstate New York, I uh, grew up in Tampa area, so, uh, you know, love the Tampa area, with the Gulf of Mexico, and um, the company is based out of South Florida, so in the Boca Raton market, and um, I moved over here with the family uh, right about four years ago. I've been with the company now for nine years, uh, it's been a great journey, and uh, a lot of exciting things. I'm a Floridian, so I love oh, that, Florida. That's great. That's always good, so we're both... We're both in the same neck of the woods. And uh, and so I, I like to start the journey. So obviously you're, you got to be CEO now. You know, I know you were uh, the CFO before. And, and, you know, a lot of people listening to this, uh, obviously that's the goal. How do I get to be CEO? And the challenge and what Back to Basic is really about is, yes, that part of the journey in terms of the business sense. But also I'm sure, you know, what have been the steps that you have taken in terms of also compromise and balancing your life and your family. And just to get you there, when you were a kid, I always like to ask us as a kid, did you knew that you were going to go into business? What did you like to do? What were your passions? What did you envision uh, growing into? Well, I think when I was younger, I wanted to be an astronaut. So uh, (laughs) pretty close being close to NASA in uh, Florida. So, uh, which was great, but uh, yeah, you know, I've always had a, a, a thing for business just growing up and, um, you know, uh, you know, being uh, in upstate New York, taking uh, the train down to go to New York City uh, when I was a younger kid and uh, with my grandmother taking me down there and you see Wall Street and uh, the hustle and bustle and uh, kind of always fascinated with that uh, when I was younger. And I remember taking the tour through uh, the New York Stock Exchange and uh, just so many things happening on the energy the, the yelling, the excitement, the big buildings. Um, I don't know. I always wanted to be part of that. I always said I wanted to run a company that was a public company. And, um, you know, you always see the Wall Street Journal as well um, with those experiences. So, um, you know, even growing in even high school, I've always kind of interested in the Wall Street Journal and what they're reporting about. A lot of people read about sports, right? And, um, you know, uh, sports players and teams and the stats behind them. And when you look at businesses, it's really very similar, right? There's stats behind the businesses, what's growing, what segment's growing, what market's growing, what wide receiver's faster, <laughs> what team, best team uh, or the product or where is it uh, situated with its 
you know, its cap rate on salaries. It's, you know, kind of very similar. And that always really intrigued me. And I think it goes back, uh, my uh, grandfather left me, uh, gifted me when I was younger, a, uh, a stock from, uh, actually it was Ramada in stock at the time, which was a hard certificate. Uh-huh. And gave that to me. Uh, I want to say I was probably eight or nine years old. And um, that intrigued me because after going down to New York, and then you also now have a piece of ownership in uh, Ramada Inn. And I'm not sure if Ramada Inn still around these days. But <laughs> that, you know, it, you're an owner in the business and you can own these great companies that are out there. So that got me even more intrigued into public companies and uh, business when I was younger. Oh, that's fascinating. And so and, and so it was clear that that's what you studied. That's your background once you decided to what to study. <laughs> yeah. No, I, you know, it's uh, funny going through uh, high school and <clears throat> college. I really wasn't too sure exactly what I wanted to do. Um, I, you know, at the second year in college, um, I had a professor. I, was t I took uh, financial accounting during the summer. And um, it was interesting. The, the summer, summer school professor would come in uh, with a boat behind his uh, vehicle <laughs> and he'd be wearing fishing gear. And, um, you know, he says he, he works, he actually, I guess, lived in Miami by you, He'd come over to Tampa with his fishing boat, teach accounting, um, and then go fishing in the afternoon. So I said, well, wow, this guy has a pretty good life. He does taxes on the side, uh, and he teaches, uh, people accounting during the summer and he fishes and has a good time. Uh, so I was like, well, this is intriguing. I like, I like financials. I like the accounting. Uh, so I went towards the accounting route, um, To be honest, I don't think I've worked under 60 hours a week since I, uh, you know, got into field. So, so no bolt, sure. no bolt in the back of your car. <laughs> yeah, in the back of my car. So, unfortunately, but maybe someday. Uh -huh. You visualize the accounting part. Now you have to visualize the bolt. Yeah, that's part of the back to basics. Absolutely. And so you went into accounting, and uh, and from there, I know you you've been on several like different chains, uh, maybe Eckers. Yeah. I read somewhere. Yeah, no, I've always done it. You know, I've always worked. I, uh, you know, I washed cars when I was 14 and washed dishes uh, in the kitchens in 15 and saving up money for my car. You can drive when you're 16 in uh, in Florida. So, always been working. Uh, I worked at Ecker Drugs for over eight years as well, and. Um, always try to get better each, whatever you're doing, try to make it better and get better each and every day and kind of live by that mantra. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, whatever you do, um, try to do it the best you can do it. Um, and uh, always try to help people out. I think that's important. Um, it doesn't matter um, who it is. Always try to help, right? Help people get better, help people do their jobs better, go through life better. I think that's always been a, a key component is always trying to figure out how to optimize. And, um, and, and I don't know if that's just inherent, but uh, it's really important. Also, you always want to help out your manager, right? Um, you know, going through life, it's uh, what is your boss? What is your how do you make your boss look better? That's been always extremely key. Um, you know, and that's a that's a really important lesson. Um, how do you make your boss? How do you make your boss life's easier, better? Um, and, uh, when, like, when you go into a meeting you, or speak with your boss, you should understand what they're, you know, what are they being benchmarked on or what are they going to ask and always anticipate 
you know, the questions, uh, which has been key. And I learned that, you know, at a, at a much younger age, I think I, always having a good mentor is very key as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, mentor key through life and, um, and, and learn from, ex- um, you know, experience. I think, uh, uh, you know, it's, uh, I remember when I graduated college, I had an individual, my first uh, job as a staff accountant, and I think it was the second day, and the individual just walked up to me. He was a long-term employee, uh, part of the executive team. And he said, uh, just so you know, you're not here just to do bank recs. We expect you to help us move forward. We expect a lot out of you. We expect you to help grow this business. And, um, you know, a lot of people are happy doing, you know, a task or, or, or not taking things to the next level. And, um, you know, he was pretty blunt when he said that to me as well. And I was like, oh, man, I don't know about this guy. And, <laughs> but it kind of took it to, to heart, you know, we, we you know. You, you know, you need to understand why you're doing the task and how it fits the bigger picture. And then how can you help uh, complete the goals of the bigger picture? And I worked my way all the way up in that organization to be uh, really the CFO business manager of a, a division, running a division for them. And um, it was B2B publishing uh, as a consumer publication group. And uh, they're one of the largest B2B publications, uh, like grocery or retail news, uh, shopping news and the drugstore news and a variety of different mediums and B2B publishing. So some key learnings there, you know, and, um, you know, you can always learn something from everyone. And the most important is to learn every day. Uh, always. Yeah, that, that's, that's, I think, great advice. And, uh, you know, because we have a lot of people, I just recently had a call with someone that I know follows the the podcast someone young that just graduated and she graduate she's she's already done in um, PR and she tells me I think I think I don't like what I'm what I studied so what what should I do should I study something else should I go into work and I said listen you're never gonna know you know we all study something you don't know where life is gonna take you but you have to explore you know and you have to be open to the opportunities that life will bring you so so I, I like what you mentioned because you say, yeah, well, I saw the professor with the boat. This, this is kind of what took you there. But then now, of course, it's your responsibility of uh, being happy and being fulfilled. So you, you've climbed the ladder as top as one can climb. And we're definitely going to talk about the drink. I'm very curious. I know your company is doing great things. Um, so how did it feel when you got to see, did, did you feel different when you were named CEO? It's like, did you feel, wow, did, did you doubt yourself or were you like, yes, this is finally where I want to be? Well, I, it, you know, it's, um, when you become, it's, you always have a, you're always proving I have a managers, I have a board of directors I report to, I have shareholders I report to. So you're really no different. It's not, it's not really, you know, I'm in charge of a, a team. I have my leadership team, but, um, you know, I, 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 I'm not the ultimate boss. I, I have shareholders. I have a board of directors that expect extremely high things out of the company and out of what I need to deliver. So, um, you know, it's, it's, I'm very fortunate on my career path and where I've come and I, and, but it's, uh, you know, it, you got to deliver. So the seat is very hot. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of pressure, just like in any role. And um, the key is, is to perform. So, uh, you know, I, I don't really think about it like that. Um, I just try to continue to move this company forward to be the best we can be, be the most efficient, 
um, and build this company to be the largest it can and capable of in the category. And we have a really good position um, as a functional, healthy, better for you energy drink, which tastes great. And we feel we know we can be number one in the category. We're going up against the biggest CPG brands in the world. That's a small independent company. So it's kind of it's very fun. It's a challenge. Not many people are, are organizations are able to accomplish that. Um, but uh, in regards to uh, uh, becoming the CEO, I was very gracious for the board to give me the opportunity. And uh, quite frankly, I'm not going to let them down. So, uh, you know, the expectations are high. And uh, I'm going to do everything I can to deliver uh, what I promised. That's great. And you run an energy drink company. So whenever you have to work really hard, you can just keep <laughs> shooting your own drink. <laughs> that comes in handy. I can think of a few jobs I had that uh, having one of those handy would have been good. <laughs> Absolutely. Lots of energy at the Celsius headquarters. That's for sure. So yeah. Uh, Yeah. So, so I get it. You're, you're in that position where, you know, some of some people are, and I've been there where you have to deliver, you've been given this big task. And at this point in your life, most likely work has a, is a priority. I'm sure your wife and your kids understand that he's been given a huge job. And now I have to be there and, and do it. Right. But I'm sure that comes at a price at home where you have to at some time say, listen, guys, I have to work. And uh, because I know in my own house, my, my kids say you're always on the computer or daddy's working again. And so you try to balance because you don't want your kids Uh, to say that and time flies. Um, tell me how you deal with that. Does it make you feel a little guilty sometimes? Oh, or how, how do you balance out? Yeah, that's the, the family balance, work-life balance is critical. Um, you know, yes, uh, you know, there's a lot of late nights. There's a lot of, uh, a lot, a lot of hours. Um, I unfortunately do miss some things, but I try to make it very meaningful when I, when I can. And I try to be there for my children. I have two children. I have a wife. Um, she's a school teacher as well, um, you know, and uh, her, her job is just as demanding. And uh, but we make sure we have a, a work life balance It's, uh, on the weekends. Um, you know, I shut down on on Sundays, make it a point not to uh, get on email or uh, uh, hopefully don't need to take a business call. So try to put my full attention on my family and Saturdays uh, try to have fun with them. Obviously, things come up and you have to work some Saturdays, but Um, I at least try to do one day a week. Uh, we're really dedicated to the family and um, and having some fun and, and spending time together. And I still make time to, you know, do uh, homework with my uh, my daughter or my son. So I think that's really critical as well. And uh, trying to keep teach them the same, um, uh, you know, teach them the same uh, the goals and and the importance of. Uh, you know, uh, always trying your best, constantly improving, and, and most importantly, practicing, which is which is key. That's great. And and I'm sure that also the, this whole work balance is just exponentially um, uh, increased. The difficulty has increased exponentially because of COVID, right? Like we, we had now deal uh, not only of the business demands, which I'm sure that, that you felt, Uh, but also in your team and the way we're working and how, how you've had to adjust. So can you share a bit of how you've had to adjust your operations due to this whole craziness? Yeah, I mean, everyone's been affected. You're absolutely right. And it's, uh, I don't think, I think everyone in the world has worked so much harder 
than they ever have. I mean, working a full-time job, turning into a, a you know, your instructor and teacher for your children to uh, the craziness and uncertainty to all of the unusual things that happened uh, over the last six months. It's uh, it's tough. And as a business, you really need to make sure you're there for your people. Uh, we put uh, at home, you know, every, uh, during when we were going through the variety of phases, extra precautions, um, you know, working with employees uh, very delicately as well. Um, we're starting to bring some employees back, but it's at their will. Um, so the office are, is open. We have about 60, 50% capacity right now. Uh, we've gotten a lot better working at home. I think the good news is, is as a corporation in South Florida, um, you know, we always have to be ready to run for the hills uh, mm-hmm. when hurricanes come. So yeah. I spoke with a lot of other businesses that didn't have the back end. Um, you know, like their emails are, aren't, um, um, you know, the, the computers aren't able to be work remotely or VPN in. And uh, a lot of servers weren't set up properly where you could access them anywhere. Mm-hmm. So we, we, we've implemented those systems because we live in Hurricane Alley. And uh, I remember when the COVID hit, we took our hurricane disaster uh, recovery plan, SOP, and we kind of just put COVID disaster recovery uh, plan and processes and and brought everyone together. Like, listen, we're going to have to prepare um, to everyone to work remotely, got checks and balances. We went through that with the leadership team and, and worked with the rest of the management teams um, and implemented that so all employees could work from home. And it was pretty seamless. Uh, uh, it's more on the, to be honest with you, it's more the personal um, at home work life. That's been a more of a challenge for our employees. And it's, you know, it's, there's something to be said about working at the office where you kind of leave the office behind. Um, and unfortunately when you're working at home, it we're off work turns into 24 hours a day. So that's a real challenge. I don't think that's really good for mental health either. Uh, it's important that people are able to take a break from that and, um, have that separation from, uh, at work and home. I, I think that's a really important, um, I know there's some employees that uh, were living in, you know, live upstate and they, you know, set their offices in their basements. So they mm-hmm. actually get dressed and like they were going in the office, but then they go around the house and then downstairs. <laughs> and then when they come out, they go out and then they go around and come inside uh, just to have that separation uh, that you need. And uh, everyone had to kind of do it a little bit different that ever worked in their, you know, the, the best way they can function during these times. Yeah, it's amazing how we, it's a whole rewiring of, of your brain, right? Like I, I haven't been in my office. It, last week was the first time I started working back because our kids were, are going back to school here in, in Miami. And uh, I, I, I never thought I would say I miss my office. <laughs> I get here and I say, oh my God, this is so good. And we have a newfound appreciation, you know, because working from home has other things that are also good. As a, yeah. you know, I, I, as a housewife and a mom, I, you know, I can cook a little bit while I'm uh, working and you can really multitask efficiently. But at the same time, there's something to be said to missing your regular environment. And I think it's even, you can tell it with kids too, like they, they are enjoying going back to school. You never thought that they would say, oh, I want to go back to school. And now that's what they're saying. My kids went back to school uh, and they're so excited to be back in school. It's so important. Um, the distance learning stuff, even running a business distance learning, you know, like your, your the, the unprompt meetings, uh, especially when you're a, a nimble business or a small business, it's so competitive um, and you really need to have, you know, be on 
one step ahead of the competition. And the um, impromptu uh, meetings that take place within an organization are so valuable. Um, the Zoom conversations, we've had, you know, we've all had way too many Zoom meetings or, uh, you know, teams. Uh, it, it's they're all very structured. Right. So it's really hard to have a conversation that you would in a, in a, a natural dialogue. It's just you seem to lose a little bit of that creativity because it's more of a structured environment mm-hmm. uh, that put us that puts you at a little bit of dip, disadvantage that I feel so. Yeah. But we're working through it as we all do. That's great. That's great. So um, tell me, are you, I'm going to give you an open mic about, you know, what's exciting, what's coming excited about uh, your Celsius and the energy drink. And I know as a, as a new and upcoming, I, I want my audience to get to know about the drink and to try it out. What can you yeah. share? No, absolutely. It's uh, it's so much exciting news going on at Celsius. It's, um, you know, the the energy drink category is under disruption. So, you know, Red Bull and Monster were kind of cool yesterday, you know, um, not really uh, too cool today. It's all about the ingredients. It's about functionality. It's about health and wellness. That's what really is you're seeing a lot. You saw this with the clothing business as well, right? With the at leisure wear grow. You're seeing this in the protein category, protein yogurt, protein snacks. Um, you know, the energy drink category is under disruption. And it's all about, you know, better ingredients, more functionality, and, uh, a, you know, the brand positioning around an active lifestyle is what everyone wants to, uh, is where the, really the category evolution is taking place. So Celsius is authentic, um, been around for over 10 years, uh, very much embedded at Vitamin Shop and GNC and Golds and the, and the fitness community. But over the years, we've expanded more broadly. And today, we're available in over 75,000 locations across the country. Uh, the product is a great tasting product. It's got green tea. It's all got green tea and biotin and chromium, seven essential vitamins. And then it also is a thermogenic. It actually burns calories and body fat. It's all backed by science. Um, and all done right here in, um, in South Florida and actually the Boca Raton market. Um, not only did they invent great Celsius here, an amazing energy drink. Also, the first PC was created here by IBM, uh, which is quite fascinating of everything that happens. But South Florida is an incubation of sports nutrition. And sports nutrition is getting more mainstream today than ever before. And uh, it's allowing brands like Celsius to go mainstream. And um, it's a great tasting. It's got no sugar, no uh, preservatives, uh, no artificial colors. And you get a great experience because you don't get the immediate spike or the crash or the jitters on the product. And you get a great, uh, it tastes great, feels great. So we've been um, doing really well as an organization. And we were well positioned to capitalize on the changes taking place in the energy drink category. You see these categories evolve every so many years. Um, and decades. It takes decades around, but it's really important we stay on uh, the top of consumer mindsets and, and trends. And health and wellness is a trend that's going to continue for centuries to come. That's not going away. Uh, if you look at traditional energy, it was all about jumping through flaming hoops or bahaing across the desert or drag racing down the strip. And uh, energy drinks are really about performance. It's your own personal performance, getting ready for the next set at the gym or the next meeting uh, or the afternoon or picking up your kids from school. So, uh, and that's what we're all about. It's Celsius live fit, live a healthy, active lifestyle, live life to the fullest. 
Wow, I feel like I need to do a, a good closing on that one. But no, no, what I'm thinking as you're speaking, it's, you know, you have a great opportunity because I think what COVID has given us also, it's, it, well, it's disrupted. It's disrupted our lives. So now as we're coming out of our shells and our homes and all that, we see everything with brand new eyes. So you have a composition, you know, the new normal through a new energy drink. It's like people are like resetting their mind. And I think that's that's an opportunity for for it. So I definitely will try it and will be your ambassador (laughs) for the drink. And um, just to close, John, I take off the the CEO uh, hat for a moment. And and you have had a stress when you get home or, you know, after stressful times, and you have to just connect to you, to John. What? Where do you go? What makes you tick? What is it that you do that you say, "Aha, uh-huh, this is what I'm about. This is why I enjoy. This reminds me of who I am." Is there anything that you can share? Yeah, I'm a, I'm a family guy. I love spending time with my kids, uh, my wife. Um, you know, that's what uh, go, love. That, that's what it's all about, right? It's about uh, providing uh, for your family. Um, spending time with them, helping them. Uh, the road ahead in life is challenging, as we all know, and ups and downs come, and just being there to support them. And, um, yeah, I mean, that, that's that's really what it's about, and uh, that makes me happy. You know? Well, it definitely, I, I think it's undisputable that the families are great back to basics. So, so thanks, John, for your time. We will definitely uh, include all the good info about Celsius and uh, you have here a, a supporting group at Back to Basics. Love it. Thank you so much. Take care. Bye.